Hey everyone, it's Carrie TV, and today we are going to learn a new language. Yay! The language of real estate. Stay tuned. Okay, so of course every industry has their own norms, but real estate is known for its acronyms and like really weird terms for everything. So a lot of times you hear people talking, you may not want to be like, hey, what are you talking about? So this is my little A to Z guide, and we're going to focus today on seller lingo. So real estate, the language of real estate, seller lingo, here we go. Now this could be confusing if you're friends with me because I also speak in acronyms in my own language. So the whole thing, yeah. Stay tuned. So we'll go in alphabetical order. So first is the affidavit of title. Now this is one of the most important portions because this dictates who owns the property. The title is a written document that shows who owns it, how their names are on title, one owner, two owner, trust. It shows the chain of title. So when they bought it, who they bought it from, any uh, spousal, interspousal transfer deed, notice of default, notice of sale, refis, the whole shebang. Second is agent, yay, that's us. Agent is a licensed professional used to represent the buyer or the seller, buyer, seller, buyer and seller separately. Sometimes they do both, but most often not. They are licensed by the state of California and they are part of the National Association of Realtors and they have to abide by a code of moral ethics and standards. So just so you know, if you ever see someone doing something shady, they're not supposed to be doing that and they could be, they get their license taken away from them. Next, appraisal. What the heck is an appraisal? Appraisal is a fancy word for a value. So when you are in escrow, if you're doing a loan, if the buyer has a loan, either way, an appraiser comes in, that's a neutral third party, lender's not allowed to talk to him, and usually the buyer's agent doesn't have communication with him. They call the listing agent directly and they come up with a market value for your property. Now this is based on local comps and is a really important part of the transaction. Normally appraisers bring the price in at the purchase price unless it's really off. Now why do you need an appraisal? Well, it's actually because a bank does not want to lend on a property that is not really that value. It prevents scams from happening. So if someone's saying the property's worth uh, two million and the appraiser comes in and all the comps are at three, they're gonna be like, ah, no, sorry. So it prevents fraud from happening and also gives the bank assurance that this property is the right value. Uh, as is. So the contract, the residential purchase agreement itself is has an as is clause in there. That means the seller is selling it without doing any repairs. That is the basic. Now what happens to that as is? Buyer still has the right to elect to ask for repairs or credits, but it is sold as is. So a lot of times you'll see sellers rewrite on a counter as is. In all reality, it already is as is, but they're really trying to just dive it in, dig it in, it's as is. You're like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. Doesn't mean the buyer doesn't have the right to inspect. Next up, bomb. Ah, bomb, no, just kidding. Back on the market. This is something we use way too often that we need to stop doing. So back on the market means that it was on the market, went off the market, it could have been on hold, taken temporarily off the market, or it could have been in escrow. And it's now back on. Fresh face. What do they call it? Makeover. No, usually it could just be a variety of reasons. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing if it comes back on the market. It could have been a buyer got into escrow and then had to fly to China for a job change or somebody in the family passed away or a variety of reasons. But most of the time, sometimes they're even just writing on a bunch of properties and then they get one and the other one at the same time so they have to cancel on one of them unless they're buying everything. Backup offer, what is a backup offer? 
Are they in the back of the line? Do they back it up? No, backup offer is if you have an accepted offer on a property and somebody else is also interested, they can write an offer and be in backup position. You can be in backup number one, backup number two, backup number three. What's cool about being a backup is if that first buyer who's in escrow backs out of the contract, it immediately backs up to you and you automatically go into escrow. Now you still have your three days for your deposit and your inspection timeframes, etc. but it gives you the opportunity to secure the property versus it going back on the market. So we like backup offers. And in this market, there's about 40 to 50% of properties coming bomb every day. So it's chaotic out there right now. Bidding war. I love when people tell me they don't want to be in a bidding war. Well, you may not buy a property. Bidding war is not a bad thing. A lot of times there's a lot of times great properties have a lot of offers on them. So bidding war just means that there's more than one person bidding on a property. Brokerage, that's who we work for. We are independent agents underneath a name. So we are at the agency, which we have a, a DBA, and then other like Keller Williams, Prudential, Compass, those are the brokers, and we are the individual agents. Brokers tour, yay, broker party. This is when all the brokers run around and they see new property. So you may hear that word, brokers tour. They say, oh, it's open, but it's a broker's tour. And people are like, well, can I see it? Yeah, more the merrier. You can come on to the broker's open grocery store, uh, buyer's agent, buyer's market, I think you know what those means, capital gain. So if you're in a property where, where you're making money on it, yay, good for you. Make sure you talk to your accountant about your capital gain taxes. Um, there's certain limitations, certain taxes you have to pay if you sell before two years. There's limitations if you're single or if you're married for how, how much you can write off against your capital gains. So talk to your accountant about that. Don't talk to me about it. Uh, closing. This is a fun word because we use this word all the time. When is it closing? Uh, what's the close date? What happens at close? People are like, closing? Like, what? Are you Who's closing? Is that a door? Did they lock the door? What is going on? Closing means... I don't even know why we use that. Closing means it recorded. It should be called record. But anyways, so when you get close to closing, that's the time where your final down payment's going in or the seller is giving escrow the information on where they want their check to go. Yay, to Vegas, just kidding, to their bank account. So this means that the funds are going into either the escrow or to the lender, and then it goes to the county recorder's office and records. Nobody actually goes anywhere in person. The closing happens in the air, in the cloud. Well, it happens down at the LA County Recorder Office. So you do not have to be anywhere at closing. It's just like a mythical place and then you get notified and then you go get, get your keys. Um, we're not gonna define keys today though, sorry. Closing statement, closing statement. I've got another closing thing. So closing statement again, it's like a recording statement. This is all the fees that you will need to pay. So this is the seller side. So all the fees, commissions, credits, prorated taxes, etc. You won't have to pay for any time you don't live at the property, so don't worry about that. Uh, commissions. This is the fee to the agents for all our hard work and dedication. A commission split refers to how much each side gets, usually equal, but not all the time. Comparables, oh my God, we're only at sea, guys. Oh, do you have your popcorn? Do I always talk about popcorn? Maybe you don't even eat popcorn. Um, Zuki chips, okay, comparable. So comparables are used in a CMA. CMA, that's a common thing we use, term we use all the time that people are probably like, what are they talking about? Comparable market analysis. So this is when we take similar properties that are on the market, in escrow and sold within usually a half to mile radius within a similar square footage that compares to the property and we explain why they're superior or inferior and how 
where the, pro the property should probably be priced at. Now we don't live in cookie cutter track homes around here. Uh, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, all our properties are so unique that it's hard to do an apples to apples comparison, which is normal in, in other areas that have track homes. So it is a little more challenging to do a CMA in our area. So you have to definitely give a little give and take and you know, every property is so different, the building, the view, the space on the street, etc. Um, counter offer. So this is in conjunction with an offer. The buyer or seller can then send a counter offer. Curb appeal. This goes into staging your home, getting your home ready. When people drive by, they're either going to be into it or they're going to be out of it. Curb appeal is a big deal. People, when they're driving up to a house, that first feeling they get when they look at it, ah, it makes a big difference. So that curb appeal, have that on check. Days on market, DOM. DOM, like bomb, days on market. This refers to when the property was actively listed. Now this can vary if it goes into escrow um, and when it comes back, there'll be a bigger gap because of that time that it was in escrow. So you have to take that into effect, into account when you're looking at the DOMs. <laughs> Disclosures. These are documents, a lot of documents, so many documents, but you know why? Because they protect you. So disclosures come through the transaction and they have information, help, knowledge for both buyer and seller. Disclosures um, that come from the city, disclosures that, are, that come from our resource companies and disclosures that the seller fills out. Earnest money and escrow account. So this is the 3% deposit that the buyer puts in when the seller, when you're in escrow. And it can be called a deposit or it can call, be called your earnest money, but this is what the good faith is showing that you are ready, willing, and able to buy the property. Uh, fiduciary relationship, this is what your agent does. FISBO, ever heard that one? For sale by owner, this means the seller is trying to sell without an agent and they are they want to go through all those fun disclosures all by themselves. Crazy. Inclusions is everything you're leaving with the property. Yep, we're only at I. Lease option, these are really complicated. This goes into if you want to lease a property and a portion of that can go towards, I'm not gonna talk about a lease option here, but it's basically when you're leasing a property and you plan to buy it, you put a deposit in that's non-refundable, there's various ways to set this up, but that's what a lease option is. MLS, we use this all the time. MLS is the multiple listing service. What is that? It is the be all, end all, chukacabra of real estate is where all the information goes into. And and then it goes out to Zillow, Redfin, all the other sites that take the information and then put it out to you. So the MLS is the hub, the beginning. Unless you have a pocket listing, which we do a lot of, that don't go in the MLS. Uh, pending, what is pending? That is a great question. Pending or under contract, backup offers, it's kind of all the same thing. Essentially, when a property goes into escrow, it's then accepting backup offers. Even if it has one, it could have more. A pending is usually when the contingencies are released, it's now no longer taking backup offers. Preview appointment, what is a preview? What does that mean? Who wants to preview? Why would you preview? Preview means you go to take a look at the property to see if it's worth your client going to see or an agent's coming to the seller's house to see if their client likes it. Uh, previewing is great because there's a lot of things you just can't tell from photos, kind of like dating, don't have to do that anymore. Quick claim deed, this is something that happens if a seller for some reason needs one of the people on title off or maybe they buy it and then have to quick claim it off but it's a notarized document that can change how you hold title. Relist. This means the property is going to be listed again. It's the same thing as the listing. It just was listed. It's kind of like 
somebody being single. Um, transaction. So the transaction is actually when you're in escrow. It's what we call it. You're in the transaction before you're closing. Again, what all these terms we use are crazy. But transaction, people will say, oh, I just closed a transaction. I just closed a deal. Really, the house just recorded and changed title. So those are, again, the real estate language that we use. That's fun when you're in a transaction, you're buying or you're selling, it's always an exciting time. And walkthrough, we went all the way to W, we didn't quite get to Z. Walkthroughs when you go through the property and you make sure that everything is still in the same condition as when you purchased it, that the repairs were done, nobody kicked holes in the wall. Walkthrough is really important to do right before you close escrow. So can you believe I just went through A to technically W on house lingo and get this? That wasn't even the buyer's one. So thanks for watching and it's okay. You can still call me and ask me all these questions. See you next week.